Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Susan Wiggs, a New York Times bestselling author of more than 50 novels which have been published in 30 countries and translated into two dozen languages. Susan brings us a great summer read at just the perfect time. Welcome to Beachtown introduces strong characters, in particular Nikki, who we experience at two key time frames in her life, at high school graduation and then 15 years later when tragedy has interjected another defining moment. We can cheer and cry with this character and learn more about ourselves. So let's hear more from Susan Wiggs. Susan Wiggs, good morning and thank you so greatly for being with us today. Kate, it's such a pleasure to hear from you again and to talk to you about my upcoming book. And thank you for bringing us another book. Your books are such a treasure. And you know, there's always this dilemma with with a great book. It's like, oh, I need to know what's going on. Oh, but I don't want to go too fast. I don't want it to end. It's such a tug of war. Like, keep moving, don't move kind of thing. So I'm glad that you are such a beautiful, prolific storyteller. Well, thank you. I was just um, speaking with somebody about um, Welcome to Beachtown, and I realized that it has been 36 years since my first book was published. And um, it, it kind of blows my mind when I look back over all the books that I've written. And actually, of all the books that I've written, Welcome to Beachtown probably embodies the kind of story that I most love to tell. And it turned out, it never turns out exactly as the writer envisions it when you're first setting out to, you know, to write this story. Um, but it most, it was the one of the most fulfilling books that I've ever read, um, mainly because it covers, it kind of covers a woman's whole life um, in, in all the different stages. So it was um, a challenge to write, but it was also a great pleasure. And and I'm so glad you're saying that because it um it, the story is just well compelling and and of course writing about women in our lives and you know, we relate to so much of it even if I'm not a surfer <laughs> and and many of us are not going to be surfers but just the essence of what goes on and the challenges we face in general to go through this with Nikki is just so amazing all the ups and downs and ins and outs and um and you're saying that you just didn't weren't necessarily expecting the way it would evolve I wasn't. I, I didn't know much about this story going in. You know, sometimes a story kind of um, come. I, I trip over myself, you know, to, to write it all down because I know exactly how I want it to go. But this one unfolded um, in bits and pieces as I was right. I kind of wrote my way into it. And Nikki, the main character, is probably my favorite character that I've ever written. Um, she's a lot of things that I am not. You mentioned she's a surfer. Um, I have taken surf lessons and I've actually successfully surfed a time or two, but not more than that. Um, she's, um, she's an artist. I'm not an art, not, not a visual artist. Uh, so she has a lot of qualities that I admire in people and that I'd love to write about. Um, and she was just such a striver and she started at such a interesting spot in the story when she's kind of, I love, um, I'm one of the few people who really love commencements, you know, high school graduations, college graduations, because there's such a clear turning point in a life. You know, we don't 
always get that moment where we say, um, our path could go here, our path could go there. But at commencement, you do have that moment. You're never going to go to school again, to high school. Um, you're never going to um, be in the same situation again. And so it's really, um, it's such a fraught moment. And so I kind of put my my character in that situation and then decided, you know, had to decide with her which direction to go. So, yeah. Well, the direction is perfect. I, I don't yeah. know what else she might have done, but it just reaches so many highs and so many lows. Uh, suffice it to say that much, right? And and then everything in between that you include, I mean, there's so much of our life, and yet it seems like it's, it's just perfect because these it fits naturally all the different kinds of things that we can go through in our life. Uh, well, touching on cosmetic surgery, which is such a big thing. You, you, you work it into the, the texture of the book, um, hazing that goes on in high schools and colleges. And we've seen the repercussions of that. It's just, uh, and it just seems like it fits naturally into it. Not at all contrived. Well, thank you. Thank you. I was trying to, you know, I, I was listening to um, um, the things that students say at the end of high school, and I tried to embody all that with her and put her, you know, kind of in a in a situ in a dramatic situation. And so, um, yeah, <laughs> this is a Susan Biggs book. It has to be kind of a big, <laughs> big moment there that kind of kicks off the rest of her life. But um, and I I also knew that I wanted to write a beach book because I knew that it would be published in the summer and other than, you know, failing and surfing, I love to, you know, sit on a beach and read. So hopefully readers will do the same. Well, I, and exactly what a perfect book for summertime. And yes, definitely seeing uh, ourselves at the beach with a nice big beach hat on to protect ourselves from those ultraviolet rays, of course. Uh, but this will be entertaining from front cover to the back page and just wanting to have more. And in fact, then I want a movie. I think they need to opt this for a movie. I don't know how they do that, but they should. From your lips, from your lips to God's ears, I, I could. This was one of the most visual stories. You know, there's, there's surfing and there's travel and there's a beautiful town and they're restoring vintage Airstream trailers and um, lots of different. Um, I don't know. I guess lots of different visuals for it, but a pretty small cast. You know, I, I didn't want her to have to. Um, um, I didn't want to have to juggle a huge cast of characters for this because I wanted it to be a really personal and intimate story. And so her world is kind of small um, because her emotions are so big. And so I, as I finished it, I have a film agent um, named Lucy Stilla. I, I told my literary agent, tell Lucy, you know, this is the one with the small cast that <laughs> any budget could cover. <laughs> So please like the movie. <laughs> well, yes, absolutely, because the story just you know it does cover so many topics that are so relevant to us today, and I think we can just 
just to read it is definitely important because we just have our own personal experience, but to see it on a screen and get into it from a different medium, I think also just has so much value. Uh, Just like I felt with the apple orchard made into the film. I, I loved it. I I did too. I did too. It was such a, uh, uh, it was such a great um, vision of the book. Um, and it and it wasn't the book. It was a different art form, and I really kind of appreciated that because a book is is not a film, and vice versa. And so I was more than happy that they captured the spirit of the story and they made the changes that needed to be made in order to fit it into you know a TV movie. So I loved that one as well. Um, hopefully, the same will happen for this. They just um, optioned. The Beekeeper's Ball, which is a sequel to The Apple Orchard. So we'll see if that gets made. That would be fun. It would and, be fun because uh, I love that book, too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and Welcome to Beachtown has a um, such a beachy vibe. You know, there it, it could be filmed in Malibu. It's such a Southern California um, place. And then she's a plein air painter, which my, my brother was, um, and... It's a fascinating process because to be termed a plein air painter, you really have to do 80% of it outdoors, and it makes you observe the world in such a unique way. So I love that about the book, and I love the surfing. My previous book, Sugar and Salt, was about food. It was like food on every page. I probably gained 10 pounds (laughs) writing that book. So with the next one, I thought, well, I better write about an athlete or somebody who, you know, is not so food obsessed. (laughs) And food factors a little bit, but mostly what is it? Frito pie is a, is a big deal here. Oh, you know what? I, yeah, I had to cheat a little bit because <laughs> one thing that is very true of swimming and surfing and fun in the waves is that you get really hungry doing all those things. So there were, you know, a couple of scenes. And, and Frito pie is such an iconic thing between... Um, single parents and their kids because the kids like it and the single parent doesn't have to do anything but open a can of chili and a bag of Fritos. <laughs> yeah, and then so let them be creative. Not not big on cooking. I mean, they, she grew up in an Airstream trailer, so that was a little convenience I threw in there. Right. <laughs> it was, well, it fits. I mean, it's just so natural. And then when it resurfaces, it just really you know, kind of brings in kind of that coziness and, and connection be, between dad and daughter. Yeah, yeah, that was, well, that was one of the things that I didn't plan. I, um, Guy Graciola, her father, he's kind of a surfer dude. He's quite alternative. Um, and he tragically loses um, his baby's mother, at a, you know, when, when she's just a baby. And he's a single dad, never planned it that way. And they definitely have their issues. And, um, one of the things, this is the value of a really keen editor. My editor, Rachel, at, at William Morrow Books um, pointed out, she said, you know, this was probably my favorite relationship in the book was the way that Nikki and her father grew um, through the years as their story kind of grew up around them. And, um, you know, he ends up having another daughter late in life, and she finally is able to step back and see what her father has done for her even though they had their their issues. And so I really appreciated that she pointed that out and had me really sharpen and um, make that even more emotional in the book. It definitely was. I had to have my Kleenex with me through, <laughs> through the book, but it's worth it. It's totally worth that. 
I'll do it anytime. Oh, thank, you. thank you. Hopefully it was a nice triumphant ending. Oh, I'm, I, I'm, yeah. yes, it was. I'm always, I'm always aiming for the, the happy ending, but without making it too unrealistic. Well, and here's the term I came up with. It's idealistically real. Okay, well, thank you. I like that. And that's what it felt like. You know, there's so much idealism. Nikki is so much about that, about truth-telling, and and that it's not without some struggle, but ultimately truth wins out. And my goodness, I think in our world today, we we really just want truth to come pouring out on us. And so it's great and so refreshing to have her hold to that in the book. Oh, well, thank you for saying that, Kate. I really appreciate it. Well, it's it's the truth. It, it's just the way it is. I um the the other really big thing here with uh, Welcome to Beach Town is love and loss, and I th- I feel the way that you've handled this is to make it be just a natural part of our life. We can't have just really one or the other, but to, the way that it weaves through, it, it's just authentic and I think helps us to maybe deal with whatever it is that we're living through at the time because it's just life. Yeah, thank you for saying that too. It was um, um, written during a, a really difficult time for me personally. My brother um, had pancreatic cancer and so um, we all know what direction that goes and yeah. so it's dedicated to D. Um, his wife and um, it was uh, I had a lot of deep thoughts and a lot of therapeutic talks about that and I wanted to really um, address it with the characters in the book um, in a way that would seem to be positive you never really heal from a grief like that but it becomes a part of you and you have to just embrace it and feel your feelings and hopefully she um, she manages that in a in a positive way in the story. I do, and and I am sorry for your loss for your brother. That that is so tragic, uh, and well, the loss is, and then to suffer in such a way because we know that that is you know one of the worst cancers if one can have degrees of it. But so I'm sorry for that, and as you say, translating or transferring it into how it is in the, in the book. I feel it, again, is just authentic and helps us to, I hope we all learn. I know it was comforting for me, and, and I trust others will, will feel that message too. Well, thank you, Kate. It was, it was a pleasure to write. I felt, I would say, empowered by writing about it. I, I can't say it, it fixed me or made anything, you know, less tragic but on the other hand um to be able to share that on on paper and with my readers was kind of validating for me i suppose and i hope that readers who've also experienced loss which is pretty much everybody at some Mm -hmm. point in their life um will be able to relate to that and maybe um take something away with that part of what happens i think is you help us to be more philosophical about it. It's real. And that, you know, to, and as, you know, Nikki is, um, what, guided by her friends to, to feel that loss, but to also know that it, it won't go away, but there's just like this scar that will have healed over and, and life goes on. 
It does. And um, it's not, it's not, it's a wavy road. Mm. And um, I, I think she experienced some of that in the book. It's certainly, you know, true to life, but I, I do love the, the high note that it ended on for Nikki. <laughs> oh, I, and it's really coming full circle to see how it's beautiful, the progression over the decades and and it feels so natural not yes just natural and the way it evolved and to see the characters it's just beautiful oh well thank you thank you i i'm so excited it comes out um um, june 20th and um i'm hitting the road and you're giving me a lot of um um, interesting angles to talk at my book talks that I'm doing um, on my book tour. Um, People who are in Cleveland and St. Louis might want to check my schedule at SusanWiggs.com. If you're anywhere near there, I'd love to meet you. Oh, for sure. I I think that would be really great. I don't know that you have any uh, local dates for on your book. I don't have anything. No, nothing in Puget Sound, although Liberty Bay Books is offering 20% off and a signed book and a friendship bracelet. So if you're in Poulsbo or you're on the web, you can go to Liberty Bay Books and um, order it there and uh, they'll do something a little special for you. Well, that sounds like a treat. And, and of course, being summertime, why not, if we're on this side of the sound, hop a ferry and get over there to see Liberty Books in person? Oh, and Paulsbo <laughs> is just such a charming little um, seaside town. It's well worth it. Very rewarding. Right. Yes. So beautiful on there. And yes, it's summertime. So uh, time for travel and time for getting your book and doing some beach reading about Welcome to Beach Town. I mean, what could be more uh, the stars aligning perfectly? Oh, yeah. uh, Well, I've I've got a stack that I've been saving for the beach and um, there's probably a beach on the cover of, you know, half of those books. (laughs) (laughs) Because you have a little inclination towards that yourself. I do. I do. I I live on the water and I I love it. It's not it's not the Malibu Beach, you know, my my fictional perfect little town. But um, it's certainly it's certainly lovely. And we're um, we're blessed in the Pacific Northwest to have pretty much the nicest summers you can imagine anywhere. And so um, I'd like to picture my readers just kicking back on the patio, on the beach, in their comfy chair, reading a book. Exactly. And so, yes, really key to remember, the book is just freshly out. So this is the time to to get a copy and to just uh, allow ourselves to really get immersed in an in a incredible story. And You know, looking at, um, again, so many of the topics. Well, first of all, I want to go back to the surfing because I was thinking to to write in the detail that you did about the experience of surfing, I felt you had to be a surfer yourself. But you said you've only really been out a couple of times. Right. I went to I went to surf camp, adult surf camp in Costa Rica um, a few years back. And I learned the basics and I learned it on a very big board in really nice, friendly, warm water. And so, um, you know, they got me up on the board long enough to do a little video and take some pictures, but wow, is it hard. <laughs> so, and, and it's one of the, it's very elemental. And so that's why the descriptions, you feel the, the power of the waves and you feel you're 
part of it and you're powerless against it, which is actually kind of a liberating thought. You know, you don't have to control everything. And so there's a lot of those um, images in the book and they, they came from my personal experience and from doing a lot of reading and, um, and listening to podcasts and so forth about surfing. And it's, it's beautiful the way that we've, that Nikki always goes back to it is it's it's her place in the world where she just uh, she's really one with the ocean and and her dad even confirms that you know she was actually what she's a dolphin uh, in a mm-hmm. human form that's right that's right <laughs> so that is really beautiful there the other thing is having the tragedies that occur and and you do and refer to well news headlines and that happened again in this book too that you referred to or include uh, a reference to something that happened not well in recent history oh you're talking about the murdoch murders yes yeah Yeah. um i i actually discovered that in a podcast and they and, and it actually happened before the murdoch family murders there was a lot of drama around that whole little um, beachside town in in South Carolina was where all that took place. And um, the thing that, that kind of stood out to me was a bunch of teenagers joyriding in a stolen boat and um, tragedy ensued. And I, I kind of did a deep dive into that after, you know, I learned of it. And it was such a metaphor for the way that teenagers think and act and the choices they make good and bad and um, the fallout from all of those. And so that was um, kind of obliquely incorporated in the book as well. Right. And and I, I didn't make the connection with that in the book, but kind of reading about it afterwards and realizing the connections and kind of understanding more about it. But I think that too is really it is a, a gift to us to have us, you know, kind of look beneath the surface of what goes on in our world and, and what we can do about it. I guess it comes back to being idealistically real. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I, you know, I don't want to shy away from things that actually happen in the world, but I do want my books to be, to put it into a context that makes sense and um, shows that there can be some, you know, positive outcomes no matter what, but it's pretty tricky sometimes, isn't it? It is, um, definitely, but this is where you shine, obviously, having written 50 novels, um, and that's counting the ones that have been published, but that you've really presented so many stories, and they all feel unique. It's not like, you know, there's this, uh, what, a script to follow, and they all just kind of fit in there. They're just unique. Well, there's a there's a book that I, I really love. I've read it a couple times called On Writing by Stephen King. And there's um, and he mentions in there, he says, most writers really only have, you know, three or four stories that they keep coming back to again and again and again. And they kind of tell it in a different way every time. And um, I definitely feel that that's true. You know, we all have our um, our lane that we swim in. But because of human behavior in its endless variety, um it's it's easy enough to make every story seem unique. And I think that every reader is unique, too. I, I love the feedback that I get from readers because they often see things that either I didn't intend or that I subliminally, you know, slipped into a book or something like that because 
Um, reading is such a creative act. A lot of people don't see it that way, but it truly is because you bring your own um, your own sensibilities to a story in a way that nobody else can. And so that's why um, I love to hear from readers. I love book clubs. Um, everybody has kind of a different take on a, on each different story. Exactly, and this is such a perfect book club book. It, there, Thank you. I, my my I, editor just sent me the book club questions. I think they'll be up on my website on SusanWiggs.com. Um, she put some really thoughtful kind of think questions um, in her reader's guide. And so if anybody is, you know, thinking of adopting it for their reading group, the, the guide is up on my website and probably I think on the HarperCollins website as well. Wonderful. Oh, great. I'm so glad that you mentioned that because uh, it's uh, these days we can connect with friends who aren't necessarily in our neighborhood or right within our community because, again, I guess kind of thanks to the pandemic, we've become so much more into Zoom meetings and and, uh, those kinds of chat things going on that make it possible for us to connect with each other so much more readily. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yes. So um, another, well, it's just, it really shows up, even though kindness really is present through so much of the book. I loved how in one of the characters does point out saying that his mother would say, kindness costs nothing. And kindness is so important to me. And I I just latched onto that and thought, oh, this is so incredible incredibly important because our world is so in need of kindness and really it is something that costs us nothing as he says well thank you for for remembering yes i i definitely embrace that myself and um sometimes i have to pull back and remind myself especially when i'm doing big city driving or something but um yep that's true kindness and thoughtfulness right well (laughs) well Susan Wiggs, you are kind, and you are definitely just such an amazing storyteller. I can't even um, really express enough how wonderful you are at this. Such a talent, and I think seeing you as New York Times bestseller and having 50 novels to your credit really uh, underscores that as well. So let's mention your website once again, please. Yes. SusanWiggs.com, Wiggs with two Gs, um, and I'm all over the social media, too, so if you search for me there, you can see what I'm up to and see some pictures. Yes, and be entertained and definitely take advantage of the book club questions and just let that be a launching pad to some great connections with friends and definitely have the copy of the book beforehand to, to get read and, and totally uh, have an enjoyable summer. Oh, well, thank you. Well, welcome to summer. Welcome to Beach Town. I hope everybody enjoys that book. Well, I, I coming from my wor- my lips, this is really an amazing and fulfilling book. So, Susan Wiggs, thank you so much for being the storyteller you are and for spending time with us this morning. Kate, thank you. I always enjoy chatting with you. And that brings us to the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Susan Wiggs and Sunday Morning Magazine with Jen Drummond. 
I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or to share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 1069 webpage. Just click on the podcast tab, then either of the show names, and then look for the guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of dreaming the best life you can live. Have a week of the same, and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 1069. Good morning.